Today's episode of the Movie Know-It-All podcast is sponsored by Access Chemicals. Try our new Access hair dye for a color so natural, only your undertaker knows for sure. Access Chemicals, now with less Milex. Welcome to the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We are your hosts, I am Will. And I'm Vengeance. I mean, I'm Bob. I'm Bob. <laughs> Did you make that joke once before? I may have. I may have. <laughs> I might. That, that's, what, that's what we in the comedy business like to call a callback. A callback, yes. <laughs> yes. And you can catch that callback, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, last week uh, we put up our... Uh, our throwback episode, which was our uh, previous Batman episode that we did going back in time and talking about all the old school Batman uh, movies and all his uh, appearances. So uh, go back and check that out if you're curious as to the origin of that one. We like Batman so much, we're doing it again. We're going to talk about yet another Batman movie. We love, we love Batman almost as much as Warner Brothers likes money. Exactly. We're, we're running out of Batman movies here. Well, I think we're down to Mask of the Phantasm and Lego. <laughs> you know what? I do not think we will have any trouble running out of Batman things to talk about anytime soon because I, I got to tell so. you, because I got to tell you, man, this guy, this character, this entity is everywhere. Oh, yeah, dude. Batman's forever. Now, Kilmer proved it. <laughs> true that, man. True that. So, uh, like he said, we're not uh, we're not uh, telling tales out of school here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about the brand new Matt Reeves directed Robert Pattinson starring the Batman. Colin Farrell explaining to you the difference between <laughs> La and L. Dude, <laughs> revolutionary, revolutionary, sir. <laughs> who would have thought an Irishman would be teaching people about Spanish? <laughs> It's fucking fantastic. Isn't it great? Don't you just love love it how, how uh, continental some people are? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't talk because, you know, even though I am, you know, Mexican hardcore, like, I, I, I know very embarrassingly little Spanish. I mean, I know <laughs> Spanish, but, you know, I know embarrassingly little about it. I should know more, though. We, should. Speak, we speak Spanglish where we're from. Yeah, I wouldn't call it Spanish. It's more like a combination of English and Spanish, which we so lovingly call Spanglish. Mm-hmm. My ex Wait. would give me so much shit for it. She's like, stop saying things like that. Speak proper <laughs> Spanish. Like, shut up. Hey, pues no is not a statement. <laughs> so, pues fregale. <laughs> so, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Matt Reeves the Batman, which has a. I would love, you know, how sometimes they make movies about how movies are made. I would oh, love yeah. to see a movie based on the on the behind the scenes of this particular film because, oh, good God, this thing nightmare. had a story. This movie had a story, dude. So, I, I imagine it was a fucking nightmare. Like, filming movies is a nightmare. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and like, it, 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 it's it's crazy, especially so. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, we took a hiatus because we were actually making a movie, a very which, cool uh, movie, might I add. 
a very cool movie, which uh, I am very proud to say is in post-production right now. Yes, so, sir. Uh, so uh, we shall uh, – we'll give you more information as it comes along, but right now uh, it is in post-production. We are currently scheduling uh, – the obligatory reshoots, which do happen on even the biggest uh, budget films. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, we're going to be uh, scheduling that soon. But uh, we'll give you some more information uh, regarding uh, the know-it-all's involvement in an actual feature feature film. So yeah, that's it, was, it was very cool. It was very uh, time-consuming and strenuous, yet very, very okay. fun. Very and cool. When- and we're not talking about cameos here that we just, you know, came out in, you know, one scene or whatever. No, we're talking about like we had our hands in the making of this film, which we are very proud of. Very, very proud of. And I guess we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on because we're talking about the, the movie that I had to take a day off. Yeah. In the middle of uh, in the middle, in the of, middle of production. This guy was the ire of everyone on set when he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a day off and go watch the Batman. And everybody's like, fuck fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> sorry <laughs> like, it's batman but it's I'm an yet, opportunity I'm yet to, to miss pass one up. in theaters i'm yet yeah. to miss live action batman in theaters i've only missed two batman movies in theaters and and they're both because i was still a child when they came out no so, I, I i haven't missed a single one <laughs> yeah. so and and i and i'm still going to be telling this story up until the day i die that my dad that my father did not allow me to watch batman returns because he said it was a rated r movie and he likes it because <laughs> it's because of the the TV talk shows. Like, yeah. you can you can literally go back and like find videos of like eight year old kids reviewing the movie, saying it's too graphic. Like, good God, they're so like coached and, and parroted. And looking back, Batman Returns was a like a Saturday morning cartoon compared to what Christopher Nolan did and compared to what Matt Reeves just did. (laughs) Good God. Because this movie (laughs) opens up with a quite possibly one of the most, one of the scariest introductions of a villain I have ever seen in my life. It's probably the most chilling introduction to a Batman villain I've ever seen. Yeah. Like just so just so everybody's aware, we are very much going to talk spoilers. Oh, yeah. Very spoiler, spoilers all over the place, man. All uh, over this one, guys. Yeah. So, like, you guys if you had don't a want... month to watch it. And I understand if you can't go out and watch it, like, you know, because of the situation that the world is in right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, we don't mind you guys holding off for a little bit so you can actually watch the movie and then come back to us. And uh... Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen it, just so everybody's aware, April 19th, it's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. So you can jump on HBO and watch it then. Uh, then yeah. you can come. Then you can come back and uh, roast one for us and uh, mm-hmm. listen to it on 420. That'd be pretty cool. I will. I will say this though. It is a very cinematic experience. So if you can, yes, go. If you can, <laughs> if you this, can go to the theater. This movie, yeah, this movie is made for theaters, ladies and gentlemen. Like, seriously, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why uh, HBO and Warner Brothers decided to do a bunch of first-run movies simultaneously in the theaters and on HBO Max. But if I had a choice, I'm glad I was able to go out into the theater and watch this movie. Yeah, me too. I went – I actually went twice uh, after we – after we were done filming, uh, I took uh, we took our uh, uh, Patty's kids 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to go see it. One of them enjoyed it very much. The other one was very pissed off. It wasn't a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and I kind of think it was. It has it has its horror movie moments, especially the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, what do you say we talk about it, man? Let's let's talk let's talk about the elements of this movie because let's jump right. Um, in. the the whole thing with uh with this director Matt Reeves, like I mean I've seen I've seen some of his movies. Uh, um. More more recently, I saw his Planet of the Apes movies. Oh man, they're so and I was blown away by how awesome and action packed and not goofy they were. No, they're utterly incredible. Yeah, for for such a silly fucking story. Yeah, and and like it's incredible. Done for what they could have done because because let's face it, uh, I'm I'm surprised they gave Planet of the Apes another chance. After the whole Tim Burton after, movie, after Tim Burton's fiasco, boy, he really does come in after Tim Burton and just like let me do it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> move, move. Wow, I never thought of it that way. I never thought yeah, of it. Like, right. I just it just occurred so to me right now. Second time Matt Reeves has come in and said, "Look, man, um... <laughs> sit down, yeah, like, play with your scissor hands. I'll do it." <laughs> oh man, so uh, yeah, go draw some eyes and some turnips or something he really uh, does go about making like a tim burton movie more realistic doesn't he so uh in 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 the way the way this movie came about was as i take a sip of my uh my drink of the day um justice league had just come out mm-hmm. and ben affleck was all gung-ho going on every talk show in the circuit saying yes i'm gonna write and direct a batman movie yeah. Okay. And everybody was excited about because at this at this point, Ben Affleck was a two time Academy Award winner, like a, like a five time Academy Award nominee. Present company included. I still really want to see his fucking Batman movie. So, and his Batman movie sounded brilliant. So his Batman movie was basically uh, going to take place in Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. and uh, it was going to have Deathstroke as the main villain. Main villain. And Deathstroke was going to be systematically destroying everything in Bruce Wayne's life. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be this psychological take on, you know, what happens when your main villain knows your identity and goes after Bruce Wayne and not Batman, Mm -hmm. you know? He doesn't go after Batman. He goes after Bruce Wayne. He goes after Bruce Wayne. And it was going to be, it was going to be a a thriller. It was going to be all that. And, and Ben Affleck was all down for it. He was getting ready for the role. And then uh, I guess his demons got the best of him and he had to step, he wanted to step down as director, which I understand. It's right, a lot right. of work. Dude. It's, it's a lot a of work. Fuck ton of work. And when you have a property like Batman <laughs> and you have that pressure on you, like it's probably best that he stepped down. Yeah, right? I think so too. I, I'm, I'm glad he did. Like yeah, you've got to take care of your health first, dude. Like seriously, you, you really do, dude. It was a lot of like our 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 very close friend Christina Trevino directed the film that we were working on, and like, not a day went by that I wasn't worried about her. Yeah, like it's a yeah. lot to take on as a director. It's a lot like, of work. Yeah, don't and believe he had, the lies Kevin Smith has told you. Was like you just fucking stand there? Like no, you fucking don't. You're just bad at what you're doing. Like you do not just fucking stand there. You absolutely do not stand there. Every goddamn single decision comes down to you, and fuck everybody has questions, and it is fucking frustrating. Like I felt so bad for her. Yeah, but you know, at, at the point he was, he was very much no. I'm still writing it. I'm still starring in it. Like it'll be good. 
And uh, Matt Reeves comes on board and says, okay, I'll direct the Batman movie, but I want to direct my own script. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, fine. Uh, ben Affleck kind of stepped back from the writing and, and, and uh, Matt Reeves took over the writing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Matt Reeves' story came across more as a younger Bruce Wayne, a younger mm-hmm. Batman, a year two Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, Ben Affleck was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm good. It wasn't anything personal either. It was more like yeah. he was stepping away because he didn't feel it anymore. And I appreciate that he was like, you know, if I can't do this 100%, I shouldn't do it. You and know? it's got to be it's got to be a lot of pressure to read a script and like this is the movie we're going to do. Yeah. And then you're filming it, you're assuming this is the way we're going and then Warner Brothers goes like, "Nah, we got to make jokes cuz Spider-Man made a joke in his movie." And <laughs> they fucking yeah. skewer everything. Yeah. And they blew it. Like they really blew it. Like really go back and watch Joss Whedon's Justice League as opposed to the Snyder cut. Yeah. Like really look at what a different fucking set of circumstances story and film it is. Like it's yeah. a very different movie. And like Reading that script, reading that script and reading Whedon's is two different, entirely two different things. I would have like, let's suggesting I was Ben Affleck for a moment and I got offered both of those scripts. I would want to do Zack Snyder's. Yeah. Like, obviously you want to do Zack Snyder's. Like there's so much more to the characters, all the characters in this. And like, you're reading one thing. It's supposed to be one thing and it's, it ends up being a completely different thing. Like, just so much shit. There was so much shit, like, and Warner Brothers seemed desperate to self-sabotage. Yeah. Like, everything that Zack Snyder was doing. No, everything they freaked out. Did. Yeah. They freaked out because because it, it didn't do uh, what they wanted it to do. And, and the reason yeah. why it didn't do what they wanted it to do is because they wanted to follow Marvel's uh, map, you know, what Marvel yeah. was doing a little too closely, and they didn't have the patience exactly to, to to do that and Zack snyder to his credit man to his credit he put Boy, in four movies worth of stuff yeah like four <laughs> movies worth of character development into one movie mm. you know one four-hour movie but one four-hour movie that um, it developed everybody grind yeah it did yeah. It, it developed everybody about as well as you could you know? Yeah, like you really see how fucking important and vital Cyborg is. Like everybody, yeah. everybody was vital to the to the movie, and yeah. like, like I said, like Warner kept kept freaking out, and they ended up self sabotaging themselves. And like, I can understand why anybody would just like, you know what, dude? I think I've about had enough. Like I'm drinking to cope, and like I cannot fucking cope, so I'm drinking too goddamn much, and I don't want to be Batman anymore. Yeah. And I completely understand. Like God. I. I, I I still have hope that we'll continue the Snyderverse on HBO. I hope we get it in uh, eight episode TV shows, much like yeah. Peacemaker, is what I'm hoping for. Like, just give me eight episodes a year. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think we're demanding too much, but like, much. you could do a really good Batman story in eight episodes. And like, I get what they did. Like me personally, even when I watched the Matt Reeves film, like even watching it, I was like, this could have been two movies. Like you yeah. didn't have to squeeze everything into the three hours because they, boy, do they squeeze everything in. And there are some moments where you're like, God damn, dude, like nothing is happening, but it is. That's the problem with this fucking movie is everything <laughs> happening is for a reason. And it yeah. is very interesting. And the problem is, is if you're not with it, if you're not with Batman, it will lose you. Like it can lose you. 
Yeah, and and when when uh when Matt Reeves took over, and they announced, of course, there was a big time controversy with the casting, with uh with uh, uh Robert Pattinson. <laughs> uh, Everybody, everybody, you know, calling him, you know, the Twilight guy or whatever. Even oh, though it's been ten years since the last Twilight movie, and he's made like thirty movies since. All and really good, by the way. At least most of them are really fucking good. I don't know, man. I haven't seen him do a bad performance yet, dude. I even like yeah. him in Twilight. You know, I, like I, I, I don't think he was bad in Twilight at all. I uh, I can't stand that story. I started. Apparently, according to my wife, I had like 20 minutes left of the first one, and I was like, I'm really? out. I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm out. And it wasn't, it, it's not like, and, and it's one of those things because, like, a friend of mine, long before the movies came out, a friend of mine lent me the first book, uh-huh. and I gave it back to her, and she's like, Did you finish it? I'm like, No, this is bad. Yeah. Like, this is very poorly written. Like, I cannot stand this at all. Wasn't like, it's, it like, wasn't it like, Wait, which which came first, the Twilight or the Fifty Shades of Grey? Twilight. Twilight, right? Because Twilight. Fifty Shades was a Twilight uh, fan fiction. Yeah. Fan fiction or something like that, right? Yeah. Like I've never I've never watched any of those cuz there's actual entire websites dedicated to porn. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and like I never watched any of them, but one of my favorite things to do when I would go to a a Goodwill um cuz you will always find that book at Goodwill, always. <laughs> Uh, I would um, just kind of thumb through the pages like uh-huh. really quick like I was uh, shuffling a deck of cards and I would pick a random page and read it just and it was it. always it was always bad always like there was never anything right about anything that that person wrote it's just bad it's bad writing and apparently 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 the uh, uh, the stories themselves put uh, uh, BDSM and those kind of relationships in an extremely bad light I believe it. You know, extremely bad. It. Like, like it's 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 uh, uh, it's 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 very uh, misinforming. It's very uh, it's very insulting how they portray uh, those kind of relationships because yeah, that is it. a legit that is a legit uh, relationship type, and yeah. that is a legit kink and everything. And and people oh, do that all sure the time, is, buddy. It sure is. <laughs> But that was portrayed in a very in a very derogatory way, and uh, it 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 was very controversial. Aside from the other controversies, of course, but it was very controversial in that way that it portrayed those relationships in a bad light. Yeah, and like I, I've never really been interested. I was very fortunate to watch um, the Lighthouse right before yeah. they uh, they announced that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman. Yeah, and like you go back and you watch that, it's one of those things where like that guy. Is yeah. gonna be Batman, like that <laughs> fucking guy, like holy yeah. shit, uh-huh. like what a character actor that guy is, man. I was very excited for him, very excited. Like I was telling everybody, like I'd get if it was ten years ago, why uh-huh. you'd all be upset that he's gonna be Batman. I yeah. totally understand, like uh-huh. why everybody would be like, what the fuck, <laughs> like I don't like I, I... children about it, but like now it's like, do you guys not watch? Movies or like y'all, y'all don't have TVs in your house. Like that guy's an amazing actor, a fucking Yo, man, amazing. Not gonna, not gonna watch movies, man. I'm not a sellout. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> well, only posers watch movies. Yeah, man. No, and so uh, this movie had the insane uh, luck to to start filming in um, what was it, January of 2020? 
<laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you guys remember what happened in uh, early 2020 that year, but we had a, a little uh, health scare, worldwide health scare, <laughs> to put My it lightly. Health scare. You know, a democratic <laughs> hoax, if you will. Uh, <laughs> a, a health scare is lice in a school, bro. Like. Yeah. And um, not only not only did this like um, it it shut down the entire world for about three months. Okay, so uh, with that, they stopped filming for about three months, and uh, then they resumed. I believe it was in August or July, mm-hmm. July or August. They resumed. And then not even two weeks later, they had to shut down again because Pattinson got COVID. Yeah. And some more of the crew got COVID. And then they shut down again at the end of the year because more people got COVID, you know? And it was, it was, uh, they, and that that damn democratic hoax just kept killing people. Yeah. They just kept coming (laughs) back, man. And like they they uh, uh, they had to keep postponing it. I believe it was supposed to come out last summer. It was uh, last it summer. Last summer. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last summer. And uh, and Matt Reeves was like, "I'll fucking die before you don't." <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. Fact I'm so glad I got to experience theater, man. I really yeah, am. dude. Like the fact that they were able to get this movie done as quickly as they did. Like I'm I'm extremely impressed. But. Um, for it to be as good as it is in a fucking world where people were fucking dying for breathing too close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then, so uh, we all know this story, right? We all know of everything that went through how, how the, 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 the some articles came out saying that, uh, that Pattinson said that he refused to, uh, to work out for the role. When that <laughs> said, when like his he was thinking totally out of context, you know. Oh yeah. From what I believe he said he said something like he said something like no I I I don't like working out, but that doesn't yeah. mean that he's working out or something like that. That was one of those things for me where like when people were like um, saying all that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. when people were saying all that shit. I was like, that is so fucking funny to me because, like, the fact that anybody would think for one minute that any actor in this entire fucking world is above working out for the (laughs) Batman role. Like, ha, fucking ha. Like, I'm pretty sure that was in his contract, by the way. It, no, it is in every single one of the even fucking keaton had to get into shape to play batman again not to say that he wasn't but no no not to say that he wasn't in shape but that you there there has to be you have to look a certain way in a suit regardless of your height of your stature like it's one thing for michael keaton to play to play that batman again at this age well how the fuck are we supposed to believe that you're still batman if you don't look the part yeah. Bullshit. If he didn't yeah. get into shape, like fuck him, we'll recast his ass. We'll go with somebody else. Guess what? It's a different multiverse now. Like yeah. that's just how that fucking works. Like give me a break if you think that, bro. Christian Bale went and did The Machinist. While he was doing The Machinist, he got the role for Batman, gained all this weight back. And then some. <laughs> and then some. He they came back. He was Batman. Too- 
Yeah, he was too big to fit in the suit. And Warner was like, okay, who was our second choice? And fucking Christian Bell, just by fucking osmosis and sheer willpower, dropped another 30 pounds because that's what he does. Yeah. Like, he just transmogrifies fat. I don't know how the fuck he does it. The fact that all he ate during the entire duration of the machinist was apple peels. Kill yeah. me. Yeah. Kill me. And, and, and I, I gotta tell you, man, and, and I'll and I'll tell you one thing, dude. Like ev- despite everything that, that Christian Bell went through, let's yeah. face it, dude, he does not look any better or any worse than Panson does. That they're just not terrific. They're just not built guys. They're just not built guys. They're not muscular guys. They're not Schwarzenegger. They're not, you know, like they're not swimmers, you know, like the the whole idea of a giant Batman is Frank Miller's fucking fault. Like that's Frank Miller's fault. Like Batman, in my opinion, at least should be shaped more like a soldier, lean and built. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be big, tall, lean and built. Mm -hmm. He's not supposed to be this giant, bro. If he was as big as he was in fucking The Dark Knight Returns in Frank Miller's comic book, like he'd be six foot nine. It'd he'd be, be pretty, John Goodman. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy <laughs> to figure out who the fuck he is yeah. when you're that fucking big. There aren't there aren't a whole lot of six foot nine billionaires in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? With like, muscles on top of muscles. <laughs> yeah, like he should be able to blend in. And like I I really as somebody who is um because you got to understand, this may in fact be my favorite, favorite Batman performance in all the movies. This may be my favorite performance as Batman. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with that at all, dude. Like, just, and it was so weird because anybody who knows me um, knows that I am not uh, the biggest fan of Nirvana. Mm-hmm. As I'm getting older. <laughs> uh, I get it, Kurt. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it may be one of those things that my depression just eats me alive, and I'm like, oh, that's why he was so pissed off. Yeah. Like, you understand it a little more, but musically, I've, I think I've had, I have a different palette for certain music. I like, not to say that I don't like grunge music. I do like grunge music. It's just that Nirvana was never my be all end all. I understand why people really do love the band, though. Like, when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't. Now that I'm fucking. 37 years old. 37? In a row? I'm 37? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, now that I'm 37, I totally fucking get it. And when he said that he was channeling Kurt Cobain to play Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And people were like, what the fuck? What is he going to do? Shoot himself? And, like, all oh, these... Oh, God, that's so disrespectful. Out, all these fucking horrible, like, jokes came out about it. And I was like... Well, here's the thing. I've been around long enough to, to like, just know Kurt Cobain's story. Yeah. And the idea of him being a recluse who was stuck in the biggest band in the world. And he was agoraphobic, and he suffered from... Uh, he had a he had a, a thing where in his stomach... His intestines never settled in his stomach. So yeah. he was constantly in pain. You know? So, like, you add all these things together, and this it's this fucking Bruce Wayne that hates being away from the fucking um, being away from his manner, being near people, being around crowds. Everybody's already gotten used to the fact that Bruce Wayne is a recluse. And now you have this guy under the alleys in the streets of crime alley, like, because this is where his parents were killed and he's never going to let something like that happen again. His obsession is Batman and it's brilliant. So it's here's a brilliant performance. And for them to use, and I don't care 
Fight Me, Get Mad. Something in the Way is a boring song. It's a very, very dull, boring song. To me, it bores <laughs> the fucking life out of me. It is used so perfectly. The musical it's- cues of that song is even put into the score itself. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this along with Ave Maria. Yeah. Which is like... That was so good. You use... Like when you put a song like Ave Maria, which is like a staple of classical music and opera, mm-hmm. and then you put that along with a, a, a song like Something in a Way, Something in the Way, which is about being homeless and doing drugs underneath a bridge and all that stuff, you know? Like it it sets this tone musically, which I believe I believe is Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Um. Like his score of this movie is like engaging, dude. Engaging. It's, it is so hard to like. God damn, dude! Like, they, if it's one thing the Batman movies have seemingly always got, it's the score. Yeah. And like from Danny Always Elfman, been lucky. <laughs> yeah. Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer, like fucking this cat now. Like, oh my God, man. Like the music so, is so, and, and it's so apropos for this movie because it is very, it's so dark and it's so gritty. Yeah. And, and it, it feels like this movie and seven could be taking place in the same universe. That's what, that's what I think, I think they were going for. And they, they, they really accomplished it. And and there is yes or no, dude. There has been I don't know if you've heard of this, but there has been like a fan theory floating around, mm-hmm. especially like in the what culture circles, mm-hmm. that Seven was actually a prequel to uh, to Bruce Wayne's Gotham, you know, or 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 uh, even Christopher Nolan's films, because if you look at it, it's very very Gotham City, like it like so it, sun never shines, the it's always raining. You know, like so. John that, Doe is a John Doe is a Batman villain. Like John Doe is the Riddler, dude. <laughs> yeah, John. No, John Doe is Hush. Is he Hush? To to me, John Doe is is, is Hush. Like there there's different iterations of Hush. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there's iterations where the Riddler is Hush, which is kind of what this movie was. There's iterations where Jason Todd is Hush, like there's iterations there's, where 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 uh, where Hush and the Riddler are best friends yeah yeah which like kind of alluded to at the end of this movie which we'll get to later but and and this is this is the really good thing about multiverse you really do get to have fun with a lot of shit at some point mark my goddamn words suicide squad movies are not done and at some point peacemaker and condiment king are going to cross paths Oh like, God, I hope so. I hope quote, so, man. <laughs> quote me, Condiment King will be in that show. It will be part of the DC universe. Like, quote me on this episode. Like, do not forget I said it. Condiment King will be a live action character. Dude, two years point. ago, two years ago, if you would have told me that uh, Polka Dot Man was going to be my favorite character in the Suicide Squad, I would have called bullshit on it. <laughs> See, and that's because I would have told you, like, they'll make Condiment King before they ever make Polka Dot Man live <laughs> Like, what's his power? So, he literally throws polka dots. It's stupid. They did it. Yeah. And not only did they do it, 
He's one of the most endearing characters in that fucking movie. He's my favorite character in that movie. Yeah, like, like him and Rat, him and Ratcatcher are the best characters. Ratcatcher, who the fuck is Ratcatcher? Exactly, <laughs> who the fuck is Ratcatcher? The like, what the thing, fuck, the dude? I knew the only reason I knew who Ratcatcher was was because I played the Arkham games. Yeah, yeah. God bless those fucking games. I'm going through them yeah. again. I just yeah. played part one and I just finished part two, like uh, yesterday. And like, and they're, I'm they're, gonna... that's my favorite version of Batman, straight up. Like, how could it not be? I want an Arkham movie. I want an Arkham mm-hmm. uh, game movie or whatever. But uh, anyway, man, um, let me let me talk about the the uh, uh, the tone of this movie because <sighs> okay, what a tone. So um, <laughs> so uh, Batman is a dark character, straight up, right? Straight up a dark character, no matter oh, what. Yeah. Um. When uh, Tim Burton came on and did his movie, that was a dark. That was the darkest that Batman has ever been. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, we kind of did digressed into the '60s again when when Joel Schumacher took over. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I'll but, say. But then, uh, when Nolan came along, and he wanted to ground it in reality, mm-hmm. quote unquote, grounded in real reality. Um, I don't think he went darker than Tim Burton did in the first movie, no. but he made it more realistic, which I appreciate. He made right? it insanely realistic. He made it very realistic. So when Matt Reeves came out and said that his was going to be the most realistic Batman ever, I was like, dude, <laughs> the boss. <laughs> but Batman isn't realistic, dude. He's supposed to be like, like fantastical. Dude, he's got everything he ever needs in his belt. Right, like he drives a Batmobile, like in the in the middle of the city, dude. Like, like there, there, there's no way, like this this is gonna really stink. But then again, I thought, no, this is Matt Reeves. He knows what he's doing. He I does. trust him. They're giving him too. full creative control, <clears throat> so I'm gonna wait and judge for myself. After War for the Planet of the Apes, yeah. I was very like, I yeah. cannot wait to see what this guy does. Like then, then the first trailer came out. Okay, mm-hmm. and you see the Riddler tearing the tearing the tape, and then Nirvana song coming up. I'm like, oh crap! He may have just gone way too far <laughs> in that direction. He may have gone way too real. Yeah, like uh, way this too might real. Be way too real. And, and then I was. saw, and then I saw Pattinson with his hair over his eyes, and I'm like, oh god, no, dude. So, so I was admittingly admittedly very very hesitant okay but like i said but like i said i was gonna give matt reeves the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and then i saw a clip of the movie where uh catwoman is played by zoe kravitz is raking in to that that safe right Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm sold i'm sold yeah go watch this movie and what i got was and people are complaining, oh, it's three hours long, oh, it's too dark. Like, no, they fuck that, dude. You're stupid. I'm sorry. Fuck I'm that. sorry. Sorry. It's... You're a moron, dude. You don't, you don't, you don't watch movies <laughs> because it's dark. You don't watch movies because watch movies for the fucking story. All right. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind right here. But um, that's but it. Watch that's so wild to see you actually get mad yeah. instead of me for once. Yeah. No, dude. No, dude. you watch the movie for the fucking story, dude. I keep catching myself. No, dude. I, I, I got to. All right. So I go in and I watch this movie, dude. Yeah, and I watched this well. movie of the story. I watched this story of a man who lost his parents and never recovered. Yeah. 
who had this pain and this anger grow inside of him for 20 years. And at the beginning of the movie, he's already Batman. He's already developed his coping mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the movie, you see him brutalize these thugs, these kids. And he yells out, I am vengeance. Yeah. Right. And the villain that he that he faces is somebody who's who claims to be fighting for justice, mm -hmm. who claims to be fighting for uh, against the corruption of Gotham. But is he wrong? Who is the <laughs> exact same? This like if if you put those words into Batman at the beginning of the movie, there is no difference. And here here's okay. Here's my thing that I want to point out about this. And I want to I want to use this as an example because here's my problem. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of and I'm just going to say it adult men um, who have a tendency to project themselves to people or characters with a strange superiority complex as long, and this movie proves it, mm -hmm. as long as there is a certain measure of cool. Yeah. So you get these guys who, who say wubba lubba dub dub without any hint of irony because they feel like they're a super genius who could travel multi-dimensional universes and, <laughs> and, and, and fight things. That yeah. they're truly a nihilist at heart. You're not a nihilist. You're an asshole. <laughs> like, I wear a bracelet that says nihilism only because I don't have one that, ha that says asshole on it. <laughs> I would wear one that says asshole. I'm not a nihilist. I'm an asshole. No, like, he's nihilist. He doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> yeah, we all suffer from nihilism. That's okay. But then, and then you have people, and it always happens. It's been happening since Heath Ledger. Uh -huh. Like, how many dudes have you ever seen with on their fucking Facebook profile, I'm an agent of chaos? Fuck you. You're an Everybody. agent of stripes. <laughs> you work at the gas station. Relax. <laughs> and, like, the, it's, it's, there's, they project themselves onto these characters because there is a measure of cool to it. It's the same thing with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He's supposed to be this <laughs> ne'er-do-well, this dude who's just weird and creepy, who has a strange affliction, but mm. he dances when he feels good. Like, he has that... He, there's, just, there's a level of cool to him. There's him yeah. going on that talk show and blowing Murray's head away. Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, tough shit. Uh, verbal go watch it so go saying. watch it it's great i don't know what's great yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you bruce willis is a ghost but um <laughs> yeah like, i don't care anymore at this point it's what, your fault now? i don't care <laughs> like you have a 365 day law with me like and it's been quite it's been more than that so yeah. like but i've noticed that nobody is going around quoting riddler yeah. Doing the Riddler, having Riddler vibes, like mad Riddler vibes on mm -hmm. Facebook when him and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, albeit for two different reasons, were doing the same fucking thing. They were literally out to punish the rich. Just like, uh, and the corrupt. Uh, 
the Riddler was doing it on a much larger scale, but they both have right. the same MO. It was the and same MO. Thing. And this is what I love about this version of Batman and what, what makes this movie so fucking brilliant, dude, mm-hmm. is that Batman has the same MO as well. Yes. He's doing the exact really same the bad guy. Thing. Who is the bad guy? And yeah. this is what I love about this movie. This is the first Batman movie where Batman has a character arc. I know. Well, this he is the first ha- movie he's... where Batman has to face his own privilege. Exactly. And, and, like, and it's such... Nobody's ever tackled that in Batman. Literally, no one. And it's such <laughs> a, like a breath of fresh air uh, to see that, yes, Bruce Wayne and the Waynes and everything, they are a part of the problem. Yeah, that Batman is trying to fix, and Batman doesn't see this or he doesn't notice this. Why? Because he is too encased in his privilege, yes. in that privilege. You know, he, has to he face comes himself, out, dude. So yes. much so he sheds tears when he talks to the Riddler. Yeah, he goes out. He goes out not because he wants to find the person that did it or whatever. He goes out. For his own selfish reasons. Yeah, like because he's try- he's fighting that guy who killed his parents every night. Yep. And every criminal he faces, he's facing down the guy that killed his parents. Because yes. selfishly, it is the only thing he thinks of. He doesn't take into consideration what the death of his family did to Gotham City and its inhabitants. All or he what cares they about did. Yeah. What the Waynes did to Gotham City. All he cares about is himself. Yeah. Like, this is the first movie that really makes Batman look at himself and, like, look at what a selfish asshole you are. Yeah. Just because you're fighting for their side. And because like, and you're on their side doesn't mean you're any better than any of us. You're exactly. a fucking monster that comes out at night and you attack people who are fucking <laughs> doing their own thing. Like, you're attacking people who are, yeah, they're robbing people because they're starving. Because they don't yeah. have anything. You're a bastard. They like, are like a fucking like, weird movie, dude. You like, see, you see at the beginning where he's facing those uh, that gang of Doug Walkers, where uh, <laughs> <laughs> that where, gang of Doug Walkers. That guy didn't look like Devil Boner, did he? He does. But you like see, you you see, like he beats up that guy, right? And then you see that one kid with half his face painted. Yeah. And you see how terrified he is. Yeah. Okay. What is what is the what is Batman gonna do for that kid? What is yeah. he gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. He's gonna beat him up. Nothing. Because now that kid is gonna bail. And it, the best he can do is he freaked him out so bad that a life of crime isn't for him. So a life of honest poverty is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but see, and, like, and man, and then, the river really makes him face some shit about himself. Like, and it's amazing. It's utterly fucking incredible. And it's something that not a single film has ever really done. Not even yeah. The Dark Knight. Not, not even, no, even The Dark Knight never even came close. Didn't come close to this kind of commentary. And those like, are brilliant films. Yeah, dude. And that's because, like, because technically up till this point, Batman's billionaire status is what allows him to get away with these shenanigans. Like, what allows him to run around in a fucking tank at night. Like, driving around in a Batmobile? Bro, if I was driving around with fucking tags that were expired, I could get towed. 
<laughs> yeah. Like this guy drives tanks, souped yeah. up cars, like all that ridiculous shit. And he gets away with it because at the end of the day, he's Bruce Wayne. He'll so, be fine. He'll be fine. So at the end of this movie, and I understand that people are like, yeah, this movie should have ended 30 minutes sooner or whatever, right? But and, here's why here's why I forgive the the crazy ending or spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The Riddler floods Gotham. Yeah. Okay. The Riddler floods Gotham. And <clears throat> what is Which Batman is a, doing? Which is such huh? an animated series. Yeah. <laughs> like villainy. Like he flood, he's gonna flood Gotham. Like like when since when is Gotham surrounded by a seawall? Uh the last 15 minutes of the film. I, they, I really they, there's to... no mention. I saw that movie twice. There's no mention that Gotham City is surrounded by the ocean and it has uh, seawall. Not one mention in the entire film. Because when yeah. I went back, I was like, do they allude to that at some point? Like, no. Just well, he so does, they, he does. He does. There's one moment where he does say something about a flood, about a flood to cleanse the earth or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I don't that's know. That's foreshadowing. I, that isn't an yeah. allusion. That, that's not an allusion <laughs> to what's going to happen. Like, but, it'd be but, something if somebody said, like, I don't know what I worry about more, the villains in this town or the damn sea or the damn cracks in the seawall, you yeah. know, like just something like, oh, so, they're surrounded by a seawall. Like, no, just like surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. So yeah. here's here's why I forgive it, man. Here's why I forgive it. Because it really is, this... before you say that, it really is a step away from like, I've set the volcano underneath Gotham to explode. Like, there's a volcano underneath Gotham? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was kind of the same thing. Like, the well, Gotham has a seawall? It's like, like what? you know what, what I mean? Look at that. Batman will stop you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Batman always stops you. Like, it was very animated series. And I'm like, okay. I, ac okay. I accept it. I've been with you so far. It's yeah. not the weirdest thing. But, like, but here's, here's, here's the thing. So his whole plan is to not only flood Gotham, but to make everybody run to the uh, the Gotham Stadium or or the, uh, the the dome or whatever, and have his his cult followers shoot everybody, right? We're a bunch of you Chad Riddlers. Yeah, like, that's what that's, a bunch that's of, why we're a bunch of former radio DJs show up with sniper rifles. And see, <laughs> and see, this is what I mean. <laughs> When I say, like, there has to be a level of cool because this movie not only addresses the fact that, like, Riddler, in his weirdness, in all the things that are wrong with him to people on the internet, because in the movie he has an internet fan base. Yep. They think he's cool. He's Chad numero uno. And, like... And like you said before, dude, <laughs> he's not wrong. And that's the thing. So this is what... This movie shows you what you guys look like. This is what you guys really look like. Yeah. Before you start walking around like with your with your little riddler symbols on your arms and shit like that. Remember, you look like a sociopath that would climb to the top of a stadium and shoot children. That's what and you what, look. And what does the when when he takes that guy out and uh, he rips off the mask. What did, he, what did he say? What did that guy uh, say? He tells him, like, who are you? He says, I am vengeance. And so that, my friend, that, my friend, is the entire point of this movie. Yeah. And where Bruce Wayne's, uh, Batman's brain snaps. This is and the he, movie that doesn't ask you. It tells you 
Yeah. Batman is the villain too. Yes. Vigilantes are bad guys because yep. vigilantes, much like villains, think that they are right. Yep. All the time. All and that the, would and that's what makes the best villains though, mm-hmm. because they think that they're right. And this is where, and this is, it's so amazingly done because then it goes a little too subtle and a little too like on the nose where Batman leads the, t- the, the, the people out of the place by lighting the torch and lighting. Yeah. The it's a little Pied Piper. I was like, Oh, okay. it is a little in the Relax. way, but, but you see, it's, it's such a brilliant metaphor for his cleansing, his like, you know, trial by fire, because when he emerges and he looks up because in the, in, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the earlier scenes of the movie, whenever whenever he saw sunlight, he would always cringe. He would always be yeah. like that because he's he's only he only comes out at night. He only goes out at night. But at yeah. this part, at the end of the movie, where he saves everybody and he comes out and he's all dirty, and the sun comes up, he's looking at the sun because now he realizes what he has to do and what he needs to be in order to save Gotham. Yeah. He is no longer the vengeance-seeking vigilante. He right. is the hope. He is the need. He is what Gotham needs, and he knows it, that he is what Gotham needs. This is, for the first time, you you literally watch it unfold. Yes. Why he is Batman. And this, like, my friends... It's, it's very honest and brutal. And this is the true Batman Begins, because that is where Batman finally makes his appearance mm-hmm. finally and it is brilliantly done and uh it, it's it's one of the best and uh on that note ladies and gentlemen what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to come back with some uh with some new insight on the batman despite you know all the insight that we get right now but we're going to talk a little bit more about it uh, we'll here. try We'll try. We'll try. Most definitely. Here on the uh, Movie Know It All podcast on the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. But as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. If I'm elected, I want to change that. My God. I'm going to go pay my respects. Will you wait for me? Let me continue this.
Get out. Get him up. Get out. Show up. Christ, it's cold, sir. So that scene, mm-hmm. um, it, it's there's so much going on in that scene, man. That, that's that's just just one of many that we can talk for hours and hours about. But yeah, no, that kidding. one scene, uh, Pattinson puts on a fucking acting clinic, dude. He's fucking incredible. Because there there's a shot where he's he's. Um, investigating the death of the guy of the uh, the mayor and he's in the, he's he is batman and he's walking around in the uh, um in the uh, in the apartment and he sees the guy's son right and he yeah. gives him a look and then he gives him the same look in this scene <laughs> at the funeral you know and at that moment you realize that like he like he he sees this kid and and he he uh, he acknowledges this kid and he understands everything that this kid is going through. And it, I feel like it's just one of those things where like he's looking at him saying like Gotham City's going to do something to him. Yeah. Like you can tell that Gotham is going to do something to this kid. Yeah. But it's either going to turn him into a hero or a villain. But mm-hmm. like he looks at him like I don't ever want to have to fight you sort of. Like, it's a very poignant moment that you can take so much from just the look. And that goes to the fucking, the caliber of Robert Pattinson as an actor. Yeah. I kind of looked at it like, like he was looking at him like, you know, he saw himself in yeah. that kid, you know? Like he saw himself, uh, he, like he was reliving his his own trauma uh, through that kid's face. And I think that's the mark of a good, like, scene, though, is when yeah. two people can see two totally different things in this guy's face and like that that again is a testament like what a tremendous actor that robert pattinson is but this movie is fucking littered with amazing actors like nobody's bad (laughs) like down to the smallest guy if you have a line like so in that one scene you have uh you have uh pattinson Mm -hmm. you have uh uh oh what's his name um the guy who plays Maroni, uh, John Turturro. Dude. John Turturro, like the uh, unsung hero of this movie. John Turturro <laughs> as Carmine Falcone. Falcone, yeah, Falcone. Wow. You've got Jeffrey Wright. Yes, Jeffrey dude. Wright, who plays an awesome uh, Gordon. Um, dude, Peter Very Sarsgaard. Cool. Peter Sarsgaard, who is married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you knew that. No, so, I didn't know that. That's wild. So uh she he they both played uh district attorneys in, in Batman role in a Batman in a Batman movie. <laughs> Batman movie. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, man. And um like I don't know, dude. Th- th- there's there's just and then I want to give props to the cinematographer. Okay. Oh my 
God. Um, oh, who did the cinematography? But this guy who 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 did it, uh, he's been with Matt Reeves since the Planet of the Apes, right? Like, I have such a new appreciation for cinematography. Uh -huh. Like, such a tremendous. I mean, I've always appreciated cinematography, but yeah. like, uh, we worked with a really great cinematographer, yeah. and like, it's it's just one of those things to watch somebody work for a shot. Greg Fraser. Uh, that's yeah, me. Greg Frazier. There you go. Like, to watch somebody work for a shot um, is really incredible because it it is like watching somebody paint a picture. Yeah, like it's kind of it's kind of amazing. Like it's kind of uh -huh. really amazing to watch what they can do. And this movie is not short whatsoever of those kinds of shots. No, like it almost feels like everything. Like if if it was in daylight, it was shot at magic hour. Yeah, and, and like. That's as 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 uh, we personally know. That is no easy feat. No, because in that quote unquote magic hour, where the sun is right at the very like the very horizon, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and the light is just peeking out, that lasts about twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and you got to get that shot, you know, good it's or bad. A pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if if one little thing fucks up, like You're it takes done. some. It takes a minute to to reset everything again, and like if you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, and the sun doesn't wait for you, like that bitch just goes, and I hate it, and I hate it sometimes. <laughs> but like, goddamn man, like absolutely fucking absurd. And it, it, it's so hard to shoot shit like that. Yeah. And like this movie's littered with these types of shots. Like, Gotham City comes to light in a very new and different way like it looks like it's already hanging on by threads and like you have these like mansions amongst the rubble like wayne manor is a skyscraper in this one right yeah yeah, yeah. like i was like i, I didn't i was like he lives in, in a big like instead of like the manor he lives in this big like um just like floor of, of of this fucking just tower. He lives in a giant tower, like amidst the rubble of Gotham City, not on the outskirts of Gotham, like at the heart in the middle of the city is the biggest fucking tower with a giant W on it. <laughs> like, so like, I mean, he's, <laughs> he has, he, he comes across as, as, as a person who has a pain, who's literal, who is, who is legitimately, uh, hurt and damaged, who is mm -hmm. legitimately, legitimately um, affected by what happened to him, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not until he sees what is actually going on that he realizes that, yes, he feels that pain and he feels everything that's happening to him, mm -hmm. but he has the ability to do something about it. Yeah. And that's, that's when he decides to do something about it, you know? And it's 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 one of those things where, like, it's it's hard to not like because you watch him sort of think about like he really does and like an existential crisis is not new to batman yeah you know am i the one causing all this are they coming here because of me a lot of is, people talk i mean i mean christopher nolan talked about that about the whole duality yeah. thing yeah 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 it's it's not a brand new no concept 
But for the first time, you see him like, am I doing this? Not only is this the right thing, but am I doing it for the right reasons? Are the reasons that I'm want that I'm doing this for two people that I didn't know at all? Yeah, and you and you find that out during the course of the movie. Like it's so weird to watch that because you kind of get you get some of that in like the Gotham TV show. Yeah, like get some of the you know you find out that like was it an accident or was it a conspiracy against the Waynes like. Sort of thing. Which I love that idea, by the way. I, I do. Too. I, I love the idea, and they they set up a lot for the sequel, but they don't hammer it in like like no, Marvel not does, at all. You know, and like but, Matt Reeves has already confirmed the villain is the Court of Owls uh, in the sequel, and like the Court of Owls is a recent like addition within, to the Batman the last era. ten years. I think. Yeah, I, I think. think it was. I think it's 2013 when the Court yeah. of Owls became a thing. Like the Court of Owls is brand new. Yeah. And like it is so when, good that storyline. <laughs> the storyline is so good it's undeniable. Like it yeah. it's brought the cool back to Batman again. Yeah. Even though I don't really think it ever left, but it, it has like it's <laughs> yeah. such a good villain. It's already it's already in the Gotham TV show. Yeah. Like the villain Talon is such a terrific addition. The Talon and the Talons yeah. like are a terrific addition to the story and like I want to see that in this world, in the Matt Reeves world. I can't think of a better set of villains than these eyes wide shut Illuminati. I heard that there was, I heard that there was a cut scene. Uh, Hopefully maybe they'll put this in the, in the, uh, in the uh, 4k release, the home release Mm -hmm. where uh, it was insinuated very heavily that uh, the Riddler was given was given everything that he needed in order to accomplish his plan by the court of owls. Yeah. That he was, that he was a, a puppet of the court of owls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and going back to your point of, uh, of, uh, you know, Batman questioning whether or not he's a part or, you know, whether he's to blame for anything, mm. they like legitimately say very blatantly that the reason why the Riddler is doing this is because he is following Batman's lead mm-hmm. because he is, he's doing this because Batman exists and he sees a friend in Batman, mm-hmm. you know, he Which sees is so a weird. common, he's yeah. He sees a common, a common uh, camaraderie with this, this mass vigilante. And uh, when, when they're talking, you know, that scene where, where they're, where they're talking to each other, that I knew um, you were smart enough to get these. I knew yeah. you were smart enough to understand my riddles. You're the only one yeah. who understands me. Like, ew! <laughs> Ooh, Swain. Okay, like, yes. Oh. Okay. Did, you think, did you think that he knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne, or do you think that he was just calling it out? Absolutely thought he knew. I absolutely I don't think thought. I don't think so. Oh, I absolutely. I felt it. I felt. I was like, I. I feel like he knows. Like, I feel like the fucker really does know. Like he's playing with him. Uh, like it feel. I don't know, dude. Like, it all depends on where this Riddler does go because, like, he is two very different people. Yeah. Like you see the really like dark and scary and fucking out of control. Like justice is going to be served in my fucking city. 
yeah. like kind of attitude. All and the they, arrogance and all the power that he has when he's yeah. doing that, you know? And then, and it's not even like a matter of like, he's super strong or that he's fucking like got this thing planned down to a T. Like the fact of the matter is he's crazy enough to break into your house and just start hitting you with a blunt object. That like, is the power and that is the danger of yeah. absolute of absolute commitment to your to your your messed up morals and viewpoints. Yeah, to your you know? fucked up morality, dude. Like, <laughs> like in his mind, he was doing the right thing, breaking into these people's houses and hitting them with blunt objects. And he was, he was, he was following Batman's lead. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's the fucked up part. Like you do it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, how are you not in this with me, dude? Together we can stop these people. Mm -hmm. Like it's fucked up. And it's, it's a real, again, you know, like the, much like the interrogation scene in the dark night, like I'm nothing like you, Mm -hmm. like don't talk like one of them sort of moments. And it's, it's very different and unique and like, there's something just about the way they set everything up with him. Like, mm-hmm. this is not the last you've heard of the Riddler. Yeah. Like, and Paul I love Dano, that. I'm so glad they didn't kill him off. I'm so glad they didn't kill him and, off. And Paul Dano is so devoted to this fucking role that DC has allowed him to make his own comic book called <laughs> one that I cannot fucking wait to get my hands on. I can't wait to get my hands on Paul Dano's Riddler Year One. I think... Like, I think this role is going to be, I mean, I have been following Paul Daniel's career since little miss sunshine. God, he's because, such a talent dude. He's because his, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it. You've seen it. You've probably seen it. Right. But yeah, like, oh, yeah, for, absolutely. For, for people who haven't seen it, there's a scene where, um, he, he spends the entire movie, not saying anything mm-hmm. because he's taken a personal vow of silence. Yeah. Uh, uh, because he wants to uh, challenge himself and, you know, you know, challenge himself to, to not say anything because he wants to go into the air force. He wants to leave his family. He wants to leave everything and join the, the air force. He wants to be an air pilot. That movie really, really is like shows you how much Paul Dano can do with just his face. Yeah. And he's so emotive, man. He's so emotive. And you see that in this movie, dude, you see that in this movie because 95% of the movie, his face is covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Ninety-five percent of the time, like, his face. You really is only get like two scenes with him without it. But you see the way he moves, mm-hmm. and especially when he's tying up the guy at the beginning of the movie, like you see how like he's devoted how, to what he's doing, and with no hesitation and with all the conviction in the world, he is tying up this dead body. Yeah. You know. Even and, that uh, scene, the 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 funeral scene where he calls him, where he FaceTimes, yeah, uh, on the phone, strapped to the dude well, in the car. He's there at the at the funeral. Yeah, and he's just standing so there, dude, up, just watching it, just admiring. And it's terrifying. It. It's terrifying. And Paul Dano is like, if you were to see him in 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 you know in every other movie that he's ever been in, he always played like the like the nerd or the or whatever. And then he came out a little Miss Sunshine, and then he came out, which I think is his best performance in There Will Be Blood, which is I, like the I dis- most. I disagree, and I will tell you why. Uh-huh. Um, because when you're working with an actor the caliber <laughs> of Daniel Day Lewis. You have to bring the thing. I understand that. I understand, but 
when you can hold your own. No, no, no. And I'm, I'm not saying he can't. But yeah. here's, here's where I was like, this guy is genius. Go next and door. <laughs> no. Swiss Army Man. Oh, okay. With, with him and Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. It's him with Daniel Radcliffe. And the whole movie, Daniel Radcliffe is a dead body. He's a dead body, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's been, he's, he's uh, lampooned on this fucking deserted island. And he has nobody to talk to. He's maroon. He has nobody to talk to but this fucking corpse. So after a while, the corpse starts talking back to him. But you're watching Paul Dano go insane. When I heard he was the Riddler, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I knew what kind of movie we were getting. I was like, this has to be dark. Like, it's got to be fucked up. Like, if you don't get a guy like and not to say that he couldn't do it. Like you could have very easily gone Jim Carrey with it. And I think Paul Dano could have pulled it off. I absolutely yeah. think he could have pulled it off. But after seeing him in Swiss Army, man, I was like, if you're getting that guy, mm-hmm. that guy, the same way when I watched Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse, if you're getting that guy, that guy. like, dude, this is going to be dark yeah. and uncomfortable. And it is. It's freakishly uncomfortable. Um, go and look at the, there's a deleted scene they put on YouTube of him and the Joker. Yeah. Like talking and the Joker's face is just this, oh, it's a mangled (laughs) mess. Did you catch? You see bits and pieces of his face. Yeah. Yeah. But did you, did you catch what he did with the files? Uh, you know what? It's funny because we, uh, we jumped on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, to discuss that, which um, uh, I don't know if it's still on there, but you guys can go check it out. Mm-hmm. But we actually uh, went live and we discussed the uh, the thing. So uh, it was kind of an impromptu thing. It was real fun, and, and I hope you guys check it out. But uh, I went back and I watched it again after we talked about it. Uh-huh. And right below the video was another video saying, you know, that 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 scene explained, mm-hmm. and it and it pointed out. That when he gave him the file, there was mm. a paperclip on it. Right. And then when he gave the file back, when the Joker gave the file back, the paperclip was missing. Right. <laughs> and I think, see, I think that's going to be a thing. <coughs> this is also going to be the beginning, because I really do think the villain is going to be the Court of Owls and the Joker. Uh-huh. It's going to be him tangling with the Court of Owls while the Joker is, ca- is causing pure havoc and uh-huh. just chaos. And Batman dealing with the fact that he gave him the key to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Like, he really did. He gave him, like, all it took was the paperclip. And that's why they have him behind a big fucking wall (laughs) with big fucking glass through it. Because you can't trust that fucking maniac. Nope. And and he got away. Like, I really think that's just going to be the thing that gets him away is the paperclip. Like, that wasn't an accident. uh, Did you hear about the rumors who they wanted to cast as Harley Quinn? Oh, the girl from Euphoria. No, no. She's she's been cast as uh um she's she's coming out in the uh, the Madame Webb movie. Oh um, apparently she's gonna shit. play apparently she's gonna play Black Cat. Oh uh, wow. Good yeah. choice. Good yeah, choice. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Sydney good Sweeney. Her name. Yeah, Sydney there you Sweeney. go, Sydney Sweeney. But but no, no, the name that they've been floating around is Anya Taylor Joy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So if they go that route, which I, okay. 
I love Anya Taylor Joy. I think she's brilliant. I think she's a great actress. I haven't seen her in a bad movie yet. Yeah, uh, same. I, I love I loved her in The Witch. I loved her in, in uh, uh, Nights in Soho. Yes. Um, but Nights I don't Soho think they. So good. I, I, I don't think this world that Matt Reeves is building uh, can accommodate a character like Harley Quinn yet. Yet. I think it can. But I, think I don't it's think it's going to be very different. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I appreciate it, and 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 I and I will like like support it if that comes to comes to pass. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to see that Court of Owls movie, dude. I, I want to see that Court of Owls. I want to see what he does with Mister Freeze. I want to see what he does with all these other characters that haven't been done a million times before. You know what I mean? I I think that um, something they could do. Mm-hmm. Is fucking um, Bruce Wayne seeking a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and like trying to understand, like trying to get over his parents' death and trying to make this not about that, trying to separate Bruce Wayne from Batman and yeah. his doctor being Harley Quinn, like Dr. Harleen Quinzel, like that being his doctor and shit like that. And like the the idea that fucking at some point, like the court taking her because they know who he is and the court breaking her, the Joker doing something to her, just all this, just breaking her mind. Mm-hmm. And the idea that she would be with the Joker because she knows who he is. Like she's pretty 99% sure he's Batman and the Joker liking her because she knows and he doesn't want to know yet yeah and that being the joke that at any given time he could know and like but then it's not funny anymore yeah like it's there's there's so much fucked up shit you can do (laughs) like because the joker's a really fucked up and broad character and like like i said on, on on twitter the other day when we were doing the live thing uh like i said on that the other day like i worry that too many, you know, Joker fingers in the bowl yeah. takes away the badassery of the character and sort of takes away from like how vital and important it is to play the Joker in cinema. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many iterations of it and arguably in my opinion, not really. Uh, Mark Hamill has, has always will always, no one has ever delivered better. Uh, the Joker. Uh, in in my in world. terms of character, in terms of character, right? Yeah, because you get to see, you get to see him in the animated series. You get to see him in animated movies like the Killing Joke, which is utterly incredible. In the and Arkham then games. In, and the Arkham games, what I was literally about to say, I was like, and then in mm-hmm. the Arkham games where you can watch him, like for the first time, and to have Mark Hamill really portray it as him dying of a disease. Yeah. This is not supposed to be this way. <laughs> this isn't a funny fucking joke anymore. Yeah. Like, I am not going to die from a disease. Like, and I'm then at the the end, And at the end where he's like, you know what? I would have given you the antidote. He's like, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Like, that, yeah. that's a joke. Yeah. Like, he's fucking gross. Like... <laughs> But there's there's so many different directions, and Mark Hamill's proved it. Thank God for Mark Hamill. Yeah, like has proved how many different ways you can go with the Joker. Heath Ledger took it to one extreme. Joaquin Phoenix took it to another. Jared Leto took it 
to a completely different one. Like which I'm not mad Suicide at. Squad I'm not. Damned. No, yeah, I'm not like, mad Suicide at. Squad damned. But this is why uh, I don't understand. I I honestly do not understand why people are so uh, like, no, I don't want to see another version of the Joker. Why not, dude? Why not? Yeah. And I'm not opposed to it because I really want to see this Joker. Yeah. I want to see what the Joker is going to be to this world, to this Batman. That is interesting. Like because I would understand. that has to be scary on a really fucked up level. And we have to tread some very real dark and fucked mm-hmm. up lines. We're going to get uncomfortably close to because... people's nerves. Because we've seen, and this is this is another thing that I liked about this movie. Um, all the other versions of Batman haven't been as vulnerable as this one is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. in Nolan's Batman and Nolan's Batman, you got uh, he he got he got really destroyed when when Rachel Dawes passed when Rachel Dawes died, right? Right. Right. Like like he was depressed <laughs> or whatever, but he came back, right? This version of Batman. Is still dealing with his demons. Is still dealing with with his tragedy. He's still dealing with the first with the first tragedy of his life, which is his parents' yeah. death. Like and this is the first tragedy he's ever had to deal with, and like nobody's been there really to guide him out of it. Like none. even Al- Alfred is desperately doing his best, but the fact of the matter is, Bruce Wayne is a spoiled entitled child, <laughs> and now he, he is. is now he is a spoiled entitled adult. And yep. he's barely coming to terms with that. Yeah. Oh man, what a fucking story. So, right. so real quick, man, I want to, I want to, I want to touch on on the supporting cast. Now that you mentioned it, um, Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle. Um, I, I, I mean, I knew she was a good actress, and and I knew that that she like she could she could give faces or whatever you know like 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 she could act with her face. But man, like, God damn, she, she really slammed dunks in this, doesn't she? She like, I, I don't know, dude. Like she, she made me feel like there was so much behind those eyes. Yeah, you know what I mean. She did a fucking really good job of it, dude. Like, like there was so much behind those eyes, and then when she confronted, uh, uh, Falcone. Yeah. And, like that scene broke my freaking heart, dude. Like, like Falcone was on top of her and like just squeezing the life out of her, dude. And he's like, "You made me do this. You made me do this." And you see the, the hurt in her eyes. Like, this is her father doing this to her, dude. Like her entire yeah. life. Which you know? I mean, like, if I'm being honest, um, for the story, it was very good. I was a little like, really, but then like you do kind of find out quickly that Falcone is is going to be a very, very, very small piece of this puzzle. Yeah. Like, it's gonna get really big and really convoluted soon when we when we bring the court of owls in. Like the court of owls are gonna yeah. make things really, really fucking weird. And 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 to to be honest, and and in this movie's defense, like Falcone was always he never really was like a main character. He was always like the catalyst for the story to start. Like yeah. in a long Halloween, like the story yeah. like it just started because <laughs> because of what he did and stuff. Yeah, you know? and and this was like really really good because like. His like his ignorance is what starts this unfolding of a web. Yeah. Like this guy just trying to muscle in and make a buck. Yeah. Like, and that that's the other thing, again, that you get confronted a lot with in this movie. Like, because Zoe Kravitz is on a very similar path that Batman is on. 
Like Catwoman yeah. and Batman are on very similar paths. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is that she didn't have the amenities. Nope. She did even in his costume vigilanteism, he is privileged yep. over her. Like she wears a bodysuit and a fucking ski mask. A torn up ski mask, yep. <laughs> like he's wearing body armor. The bullets literally bounce off of him in this movie. Like he's fucking <laughs> Superman. Like they which, take him which down. come on, realist like like really like that's that's considered realistic. The bullets like they're shooting AK forty sevens at him and, and and the bullets are just bouncing off of him in that suit. You know like, what seriously? I really what I really did like? Um the scene that fucked me up where I was like, holy shit, are we going to talk about that? Um, is when he's in the stadium and he's fighting all the, the, the Riddler chads. The uh-huh. Chadlers, as I like to call them now. Chadlers. <laughs> Hashtag Chadlers. But um, <laughs> yeah, dude, like when he's fighting those guys and then um, Catwoman saves him and she's like trying to like sort of resuscitate him and the dude attacks her. Uh-huh. And he's like still like reeling from being shot in the fucking chest at close range with a twelve gauge shotgun. shotgun. Yep. And he fucking adrenal spikes his leg. Like oh he yeah, sticks yeah. A, he sticks yeah. an adrenaline shot into himself, and he like, and he goes fucking, Wolverine berserker rage. Yeah, man. He goes, <laughs> I was literally about to say he goes berserker on that guy. Yeah. And like bludgeons the fuck out of him. So and I'm like, are we gonna address the fact that Batman is shooting adrenaline? So like, did you notice blow your heart up. Did you notice something about that adrenaline shot though? No. It was bright glowing green. Mmm. Venom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I want this to see movie Bane. It's so full of Easter eggs, dude. Like yeah. you have no idea. How crazy it is, man. Okay, everybody, uh, do yourself a favor. And I'm, I'm going to plug a, a channel right now. But do yourself a favor. Go watch uh, a, ma- um, a major spoiler uh, YouTube channel and the Real Rejects uh, YouTube channel. Because those guys do a phenomenal job of breaking down the, all the Easter eggs and everything in movies and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, like they did like an hour-long video of all the Easter eggs and everything that was in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, dude, like, crazy. there's a lot. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. Yeah, but, like, so, yeah, dude, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, like, I, it's always really hard to, to to rank favorite versions of characters, especially since, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer was so hard to beat. <laughs> it's a different world. It's yeah. World, man like it's a totally different universe it's so hard it, it's it, way, it's not apples and oranges man it's apples and fucking vegetables like it's, it's way different. yeah it's like way easier for me to rank my favorite cat women than it is for me to rank my favorite batman yeah but because uh I, i'm like no bullshit it's not, it's not no that bullshit. hard for me no bullshit. I I think I think uh 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 Michelle Pfeiffer deserved a fucking Oscar for for playing Catwoman in in Batman Absolutely. Returns Absolutely. because she was so freaking amazing in that movie. Like, who, like she 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 played a better Batman than Batman did. <laughs> but anyway, um, dude, yeah, th- this I'm this version of Catwoman. Michael, I will not have you blaspheme Michael Keaton on this podcast. Like, I, will not, I will not. I will not have it. No blaspheme, no blaspheme, no blaspheme. Mutiny, no swearing, no swearing. <laughs> but dude, um, yeah, man, and and uh, as much as I like, as much as I liked, uh, uh, oh, what's her name, um, uh, who played Catwoman in Nolan's movie, 
Um, and Hathaway. It, 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 and Hathaway. It, it oh, what's have, her name? Yeah, it didn't have, and she she did it brilliantly. It was great. Like like I have no complaints about her performance, but this but this version of Catwoman, Selena Kyle, had so much more weight behind it. Yeah, and so much more, uh, so much more history. I, I should say. She behind was so it. vital to the story because she was going through the same things. That he, you can see why why he yeah. falls in love with her. Yeah, like you can see why Batman and but Catwoman... did he though? Did he though? I don't think he fell in love with her. I think he I, felt a kinship. I think he I, felt yeah. a kinship, and I you know? and I think that's that's what it is too. I think there's like the kinship that they share, that they have shared in the comics. Somebody really who knows what I'm going through. Somebody who yeah. knows what I'm going. Through. Yeah, like, like you feel that. it because she's going through the same thing. She lost her mother, and she is a mass vigilante for it. But she yeah. is a mass vigilante who will do what she has to do to survive. He yeah. has options. Yeah, like he has to fit because if he was born under different circumstances, he could have been in her shoes. He could have been the Riddler. That's the I... beauty of it, dude. That's the beauty of it, dude. If he was born because if he was born in in uh, uh, Nashton's position, he would have become the Riddler. He would right. have become. That's right. the thing, you know. And that's what and 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 like I said, man. <laughs> This is the first Batman movie where Bruce Wayne has a character arc. It's amazing. It's, it's utterly incredible. I am glad I've, it's as long as it is because, again, like I said, if you're not with the journey, if you're not a Batman fan, and I don't mean like, oh, I like this movie or that movie. I mean, like, do you watch the cartoons? Do you read the comics? Yeah. Like, are you into the lore? Because the yeah, lore right. is fucking ridiculous and it's only getting sillier. Like... Yeah. It's get it is too difficult for me to keep up with fucking death metal. Like I can't keep up with Batman death metal. It's it's yeah. gotten there's a Batman monster truck and a Batman T-Rex. Like it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Awesome. The multiverse is awesome. fucking ridiculous. Like but it is a blast <laughs> and it's fun and like you get a lot of really fun shit with these movies. And so if you're not on the journey, if you're not into it, like this movie does kind of assume you're with Batman because it's going to tell a really long story. Yeah. And like, if you're not with it, like the movie's going to lose you at some point. At some point you're going to feel like Jesus fucking Christ. Like what is going on? Like, why should I care about who Carmine Falcone is? Why should I care about like who any of these people are? Like, well you should like, because their characters are developed in other worlds. So you already kind of know who they are, but they develop them in this. So if you don't know who they are, they really do show you and yeah. like what kind of character they are. Even somebody as little as the penguin in this movie. Yeah. Like how he's, he's a very small villain, but he has been planning his empire. He's been building it underneath Falcone in the iceberg lounge. This is the first time we see the iceberg lounge in a film. He's given, he's given cool. an extremely solid foundation for the rest of the franchise. Yes, he has. So and and he's going to be really vital to these movies. Going back to what you said about about the scenes and everything, there is not, in in my opinion, there is not one wasted scene in this movie. Not a single one. Not one, because not every single, single scene, every single scene affects the next one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and you know, it's a three hour movie, but for me, it went by like that, man. And and I loved every minute of it, dude. Like and so, you get. You get one of those things that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Andy Serkis's performance. Andy uh, Serkis, he was in this movie because no shit, right? 
<laughs> we almost forgot about Alfred. No, yeah. Um, There's so much that happens in this movie. You do kind of forget Alfred is in it, and like, like here's five minutes. <laughs> and but like, here's the thing: he shows you so much of how tired he is, of yeah. how he is not the father of this out of control man child who has billions of dollars and is out there beating the shit out of criminals because he can't do anything about the fact that his parents were killed. Yeah. Like, and he can't stop him. Like he can't do anything to really stop him. The only thing he can do is watch over this kid the way he promised his friend, Thomas Wayne, that he would. And like, that's a side of Alfred we've never seen before. We always get a real fatherly sort of like, Thing where he's like, you know, you get he's not all of us get to be fucking Michael Caine. Okay. Yeah. Like we don't, you know, we don't get to tell stories about when he was in Burma. Like we don't have time. I know it's three hours. We don't have time. There's a whole <laughs> lot going on. And like you really do feel like the pain that Alfred's going through, not just for Bruce, but for the fact that he's not living up to the Wayne name. Like he's yeah. so busy being Batman. He doesn't have time to be Bruce Wayne. And God damn it, the Wayne name means something in this fucking town. And yep. you have to, you have to do these things. Like, I let you go out at night and walk around in a bulletproof vest fighting people in the streets with knives and fucking guns. Like, I'm letting you, I'm just letting you walk out there and do that. And I'm not sectionating your ass. When that's literally <laughs> what I should be doing, there's a fucking asylum down the street just so you're aware, you fucking lunatic. And I'm letting you go out there because tomorrow morning you've got to schmooze these assholes. Sorry. I'm fired, aren't I? <laughs> like, it's just the way it's going to be, kid. Like, and I love that. I love that we got to see some of that. And it's a, it's a damn shame we didn't get to see more of Andy Serkis' performance as Alfred. But yeah. God damn, there's so much in this movie. And I imagine at some point we are going to get a Reeves cut that's going to be four hours. But you do like, see, you do see important he is they they do they do kind of they do show how important alfred is to bruce yeah you know uh when, when he gets put into the hospital and stuff like you see how important he is yeah like and, he's not uh, just a uh, man servant and he's no. not just like the wise old man in the house like oh <laughs> like he's the guy who's keeping the wayne name alive like he's not the like it's bruce wayne thinks his money just falls out of the fucking sky because his whole life it has just fallen out of the sky. Yeah. And Alfred's the guy poking <laughs> holes in the roof so the damn money lands near him. <laughs> like, it's fucking absurd. And, like, again, the character development of Bruce Wayne, realizing what a spoiled brat he is and, like, how if circumstances were different, he could be the one making videos on the Internet and sneaking into people's houses and bludgeoning them at night. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Bruce Wayne is the reason that Edward Nashton is the way that he is. Mm -hmm. Like, because uh, everybody... The Wayne, the, what happened with the Waynes, yeah. Everybody turned and felt sorry that Bruce, billionaire Bruce Wayne is an orphan now, that they stopped giving a shit about all the orphans that Thomas and Martha Wayne promised to take care of, including him. That's yeah. fucked up. That's, That's a reason really to be up. angry. I would yep. be angry. Bro, I still hate Rick Perry. <laughs> Like, Rick Perry hasn't been my governor in fucking, like, almost a decade. I hate his guts. Every day that he is alive, a dove cries. That's why doves cry, dude. Because Rick Perry That's is still why? alive. <laughs> I hate his fucking... I hate his guts. Like, I fucking hate him. 
And like, well, that's your prerogative, son. <laughs> Was that a Bobby Brown joke? Fuck him. Anyway, <laughs> like, I fucking can't stand his ass. But like, I get it. Like, some of those things traumatize you to the point of like, let me just get my hands on that little motherfucker. Like, goddamn, dude. Like. And that was the Riddler. That was the Riddler determined to get his hands on this motherfucker. Yep. Like, it's brilliant. It's a really good Batman story. And one that I promise you has never been told on screen. Never been told on screen before. Yep. And that's a really hard fucking thing to do. Considering we've killed a bunch of Uncle Ben's and at least one Aunt May. We've like, seen all these characters before. All these characters we've mm-hmm. seen before, but not like this, dude. Not nothing, at all like this. Nothing like this. So, before, so yeah, man. So that was that was the Batman. <laughs> it sure um, was. Go watch it. Uh, it is brilliant. Don't let anybody. You know what, guys? Um, I defend a lot of movies. I really absolutely. do. absolutely okay. And I, I'm not I'm not one to tell people like, oh, well, your opinion's wrong. Your opinion's wrong. Whatever, dude. But I will say this. If you're going into this movie saying, oh, he's all emo, Batman, or whatever. No, dude, you're missing the goddamn point, dude. The point is is that Matt Reeves has put together a character study about a man who dresses up like a bat. Mm -hmm. Okay? A character study. So go watch it. Go in with an open mind. Take everything in. And just enjoy the show, guys. Because, man, there's a lot to enjoy here. There's a lot to take in with this film. A whole lot to take in. Yeah. And like, excuse me, it's absolutely worth watching it, especially if you like the Batman stories. Like if you're and if you're and if you haven't, like you're sitting here going, man, I haven't like really gotten into any of these stories. Like I've never heard of death metal. I've never heard of any of this stuff. Like there's graphic novels out there. Hit your local comic book shop, man. Like Kaboom is yeah. here. Like Myth is here. There's a lot of comic book shops around yeah. here. Like and you can always run and, 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 and um, there, there's there's comic shops everywhere, guys. And, and we need to keep these places open because we need places to hang out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Honestly. And if you don't have that kind of time, but you're interested, there's the animated movies um, all over HBO Plus. And if you have HBO Plus on April 19th or Max. HBO Max, excuse me. Yeah. God, how old am I, right? <laughs> if you have HBO Max, uh, it comes out April 19th and then like. I can't even tell you how much like it's just worth watching. Like this is a completely different version of Batman than you have ever seen before. Yeah. Like it, it and there's there's enough familiarity in it that it's still very very much a Batman movie. Yeah. It is very action packed and fucking cool cuz when we get at when we get action, we get very cool action. Yeah, and and if you're and if you're worried about the tone or if you're worried about anything like that, then then that's fine. Don't watch it, but don't don't criticize it for being too dark. Don't criticize it for being what it is. This is right? a very There's hard PG thirteen. It's a very hard PG thirteen. <laughs> like they really push the boundaries of what a PG thirteen movie can be. Yeah. Like, cause and, this feels like a rated R like movie. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Like all kidding aside, like it feels really, really, really dark, and yeah. just frighteningly unsettling like it's a freakishly unsettling film and it's very cool to see them do batman this way it's yeah. very cool to see them do batman this way so and uh it's exciting so, man. check it out it's worth it so with that being said i want to uh i want to take this opportunity to uh send out a thank you to everybody that's been following us to everybody that's been listening to us and uh, as a token of our appreciation 
uh, I would like to announce that we are going to be doing our very first know-it-all giveaway, man. Are we going to give away something with Batman? I sure hope we are. We're going to give away something with Batman. Now, um, at the time of this recording, it is currently the one-year anniversary of the Snyder Cut of Justice oh, League. The sexiest cut imaginable. Which, let's face it, good or bad, wrong or right, changed how people watch movies. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. Because, because the, the, the crowd, the fans were loud enough to where um, Warner Brothers admit not only admitted to their mistakes, <laughs> but decided to correct it. We literally bullied the studio into giving us the movie we yes. deserve, guys. And it was so successful that there are now talks for David Ayer to get his own cut. Oh, thank God. Uh, for the Suicide Squad. I cannot wait There to is it. now talks to actually release the Joel Schumacher's original version of Batman Forever. Which I would fucking, cho- I would chop off a couple more toes for that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I, I really want to see the Schumacher yes. cut. Which apparently delves as deep into Bruce Wayne's psyche as this movie does. Yeah. Which which I, in a very different way. In a in very, a very different, different way. way. Yep. Very different way. And and I, 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 I would love to see that version. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, go over to the know-it-all. Twitter account, the movie Know It All, and the Know It All Network Twitter account, and all you got to do is follow us and uh, retweet the header tweeter that's on there, along with the hashtag the Know It All giveaway, and you, my friends, will be entered to win your very own personal copy of the Blu-ray of Zack Snyder's Justice League. All, all four, four hours. Hours. Good God. Yeah, not the, so, not the weed and cut. We wouldn't do that to you no, guys. We, we actually like you guys, so we wouldn't we do like that. We like you guys. We appreciate yeah. you guys. We appreciate you guys very, verily, 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 verily. So, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> we're going to. Uh, I believe this uh, this is going to be going up soon. But uh, what do you say? I will give you guys up until April fifteenth. What do you say? About two weeks. That sounds good. Let's let's make it April nineteenth for the release of the of the Batman on HBO. Okay, up until from now, up until the time you can actually turn on your TV and watch uh, the Batman on HBO, you can uh, enter yourself in to uh, to win this very coveted Blu-ray. Coveted. <laughs> I covet it. I, I covet it. But yeah, I know, man, I know so- I'm not supposed to covet my neighbor's goods, but if my neighbor has a copy of Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah. I'm going to covet that. I don't <laughs> own a copy of it. So uh, yeah, man. Uh, one entry per person, of course, and uh, give to give everybody a chance. And uh, yeah, man, check us out. We're back on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, on the the Know It All Network. And, Thanks, uh, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Mark, uh, for letting us back into the club, man. I really appreciate it. Um, check out our Patreon, man. For uh, uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash the note all network, and uh, for as little as three dollars a month, uh, you can listen to uh, all of our not only all of our old episodes, but you guys get first crack at our brand new episodes along with um, our exclusive Patreon only uh, movie commentaries 
and stuff and you like love, that. And you love them. You want them. You can't get enough of them, man. And then the best part about that is pretty soon up on our Patreon, we're going to have uh, our, our full-length four-hour commentary of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So you can jump on that pretty soon and get yep. your hands on that. Jump on that before it's up there. <laughs> and, then, and then if you win the Blu-ray, you can watch it along with that. Yeah, exactly. That? And if you want... We'll even sign it. What do you say? We'll that even sign it for you guys if, you, cool. if you want. Yeah, if you if you if you guys want, of course. Uh, I wouldn't want to uh, to be like, with. what? Who the hell wrote on this copy? Is that some <laughs> yeah. guys from a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are these guys again? They have nothing to do with this fucking movie, but they seem to really like it. <laughs> so, so. Uh, so I, I listened to uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is a Ralph Garman uh, 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 podcast, the uh, um, the uh, uh, Ralph Garman show and uh, the Ralph Report. And uh, he recently did a giveaway where he gave away because he he bought Mel Brooks's new book. Okay. And uh, then he found out that it was on Audible. So he ended up giving the book away and he signed it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Like he gave away a book. Uh, he signed a book that he gave away written by Mel Brooks. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought that was funny. That's pretty yeah. funny though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? We'll sign the slipcover. Fuck it. Yeah. So Bob, Bob, now with all that being said, where can everybody find us? Uh, if they want to hear more of us, huh? Oh, bro. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on good pods. We're on good pods now. Yeah. We're good that way. Good that way. Uh, you can find you can find us on Facebook. You might you can't find me on Facebook for the next uh, I think it's fifteen days, and then I'm off punishment again. <laughs> yeah, and then, an and then can't have an opinion. And then you guys you guys can uh, can jump on and uh, talk to Bob for about maybe another two days before he gets jumped off again. Before he gets thrown off. We're <laughs> having an opinion on something else. What'd you do? You, somebody sneezed. You didn't say bless you, so you're banned for thirty days. No, this I, I, I had okay. Honestly, what I said was like, if you if you don't think that people deserve healthcare, but you go to Mexico to see the dentist, then I'm rooting for the toxic shock. And like, I didn't directly threaten anybody or anything like that. Like, I didn't say anyone specifically. I guess just in a general thing, maybe I got to talk about Russia. I don't know. No, I think you offended Mexican dentists. That's why. I offend everybody, dude. Like, dude, I went to Mexico the other day, dude, and I swear, like, there's a like, uh, dentists in Mexico are like liquor stores in the hood, dude. Like, like one every two. <laughs> there's a dentist everywhere, bro. Like, seriously, man. Oh man, I, I you should just go to the dentist and like, I need some veneers. I was like, oh, we charge like two thousand dollars. Like, oh, well, the guy down the street only said he'd do it for thirty bucks. I'll do it for twenty five. Well, go to the guy down the street then. You might, you, might look, you might look like Gary Busey when you leave, but <laughs> whatever uh, veneers I've got lying around. <laughs> hey, Gary Busey's a very handsome man when he keeps his mouth closed. So <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, uh, that and also next week, make sure you tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to be doing another uh, comic book style movie. I swear, and I know, and I know what everybody's saying. Is like, are, are, do you guys only talk about comic book movies? No, but that's what we really like. So shut up. What are you gonna do about <laughs> it? This We're gonna podcast. do about it. So uh, okay, one of my to, we promised to do one that isn't DC related. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there. That's a very slippery slope, my friend, because you know who created 
<laughs> Oopsies. Yeah. So, but, next week, but, what are we gonna? What are we, we gonna do next week, my friend? We can do one degree of separation with Todd McFarlane, buddy, because tomorrow, the next week, we are doing one of my personal favorite tragedies <laughs> of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, talk about a movie that really just kind of waters down the comic. Next week, <laughs> holy Todd McFarlane, well, we're doing Spawn. This movie was, this movie is very important to me because it is the first it, movie that I ever saw in the theater that I was sincerely disappointed in. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll try, get more into that. Try being, try being a small child that's read the first 90 comics of that thing was so diehard into it. It was his favorite comic as a fucking small child. And finally, the movie's coming out. And it's just this PG-13 schlock. <laughs> it, God, yeah. I can't, boy, have I got some shit to say about Spawn, guys. Like, <laughs> boy, have well, I got some shit to say about Spawn. Well, tune not, in all, next... not all of it will be bad, I promise you. Well, tune in next week to hear, uh, to hear our, our thoughts on uh, 1997's Todd McFarlane's Spawn, starring the great and and perfectly cast Michael Jai White, might I say. Absolutely. So, I'd, still, so, I'd still love to see him as Spawn. Yeah. I'd be down with John Leguizamo as Clown. He might have to tone it down a little whoa, bit. Whoa, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, make sure you tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, I am Will. And I'm mad. No, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> That, my friends, was the movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. You guys have a good time. Later.